All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Fix Your Franchise, to where we let NFL teams know exactly how to fix their franchise and what exactly needs to be done to make them contenders again in the NFL. Today, we're going to be doing the San Francisco 49ers, my favorite team. I've been a longtime fan of theirs, and they have a lot of work to do. Don't get me wrong, but I think that they can make it happen this year if they make the right moves. Um, as always, I'm with Coach Red and Big Tug in the building. Um, we're going to go ahead and send it to Coach Red to start things off like we always do and let everyone know what the 49ers can do this year to fix their franchise. So, Coach Red, go ahead and take it away and let the people know what they need to hear. The big thing with the 49ers last year was a year that they were plagued with injury. They were a Super Bowl team, lost to the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes the year before. And the big thing was is they had a bevy of injuries to a ton of people throughout the year. Tevin Coleman was hurt off and on for most of the year. Jimmy Garoppolo was out for most of the year. Nick Bosa, D Ford. I mean, those are all big-name guys. I George Kittle, Debo Samuel, those are all huge guys that if they played a full season, I feel like their team would have been a playoff team last year. So it kind of puts them in the same position that they were a few years ago when they had a whole bunch of injuries, drafted towards the top of the NFL draft, selected Nick Bosa, and really – put them at an accelerated rate where they went from drafting in the top five to playing in the Super Bowl. Now I know with them clocking in, in the teens here that at that, Oh, sorry, 12. We're not, we're not to the teens one, one before the teens there, but with that, they still have the ammo for what they have returning. The biggest area that I see that they need to address is the cornerback position because all of their corners are gone. Richard Sherman is a free agency candidate. You've got Verrett, who was playing up to an incredibly great level last year. Kwan Williams. I mean, these are all guys that are not going to be on the team. And really, if you look at them at full health, there's not a lot of different holes that they need to fill to become that Super Bowl contending team again. So um, I definitely agree with you as far as the cornerback position goes. Um, another thing that I think they need to focus a little bit on is their offensive line because they were they were bottom of the barrel. And I mean, that's why Jimmy G got hurt. I mean, over the over the course of like 12 games when they had their actual starting lineup of offensive linemen, they gave up 27 sacks. And, and you're not going to win football games, especially with a pocket quarterback like Jimmy G is, if you're giving up that kind of pressure. Because he's not going to be able to scramble. He's not going to be able to get to the outside. He needs that protection to be able to be the full potential of the quarterback that he is built to be. I don't know. I just don't know. 
where to even go with the 49ers. They've got a all-star lineup as a roster, but they just can't seem to put the pieces together. Um, I just have a couple of points wondering if Jimmy G is their quarterback of the future. Do they look a different direction? Do they actually trust that he could become 2019 Jimmy G again? and get back to the playoffs, let alone back to the Super Bowl. I'm not sure if he's the guy moving forward. So, yes, they do need to address their line and cornerback, but I think they need to ask themselves, is a $137 million man their future quarterback? Well, I mean, the thing is, too, with And for with me... I think that they're in a spot right now. Sorry, I thought you're. I thought you're gonna go off something right there. Go ahead, Dirty. Yeah, thank you. Um, when when he was that 2019 Jimmy G, they had a defense. They had a solid defense to back him up because that defense was stacked that brought them to the Super Bowl. And maybe that's the direction that they need to go. When you brought up cornerbacks, maybe they need to stack the defense to where to where Jimmy G feels comfortable in, in not having to put up a bunch of points a game. And that's when they got to the Super Bowl is when they had that defense that was a scary defense, you know? And they have that opportunity again, but they have, they have 40 players going in the free agency this year. So they're going to have to pick and choose who they keep, who they let go. And lucky for the 49ers, um, their staff is great. I mean, they got Shanahan and they've got Lynch. And those guys are smart, football-minded minded guys. And so they can build a team with young players if they have the opportunity to, I feel like. And the thing is, I'll touch on the Jimmy G part here is I agree, they're kind of stuck a little bit. Obviously, there are very minimal cap ramifications, and I know that Big Tug has a bold, bold trade coming up here, but if they decide to keep Jimmy G, I don't think it's the worst thing because in those type of Shanahan-style offenses, they're predicated on the run, which then also brings into a good play-action game. So if you want to get someone that can be a little bit more mobile and still be accurate, you're looking at the Trey Lances. You're looking at the Justin Fields. And to move up like that, you can't do it from 12. The assets that you're going to have to give up to get into that three range to get one of those guys, you're going to mortgage the rest of your franchise to get there. They have done well in drafting. They have done well in free agency. And they've hit on a lot of picks. And I feel like with them, if the injury bug didn't bite them, stay the course. You've done drafting. We talked about that before. Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Kittle got his big deal. Samuel and Ayuk are still on their rookie deals. And then when you throw in, insert running back here. You could tell me a name of someone I've never heard and say, oh, yeah, John, Johnny Johnny Smith Walker the third. Yeah, he's probably going to go out and run for 100 yards in one game, and you'll say, who the hell is this guy? And see, the, the way that they can do that is, like you said, the system that Shanahan has, 
I think that they definitely need to keep Kyle Yusick around because the way that they're running things, they need that power fullback who is that who is that all-star caliber fullback to be able to run that ball like they want to be able to run the ball. And when you're able to do that, then that frees up Jimmy G, like you said, for like those play action availabilities to where they've got that Debo, they've got those deep threats to where they can actually make some offensive plays and they're fully capable when they're healthy, they can drop 40 points a game. And in the, in the division that they're in, that's what they're going to have to do. Because if, if they're not in the toughest division in the league, they're in the second toughest division in the league. I mean, you're going to be playing teams like Seattle and the Cardinals and the Rams twice a year. You you better be able to step up your game and put up some points against those teams. I mean, step up your game and, and put up some points or address your defense, one of the two. I mean, they're... Their linebacking core consists of Fred Fred Warner and nobody else. Um, I can't name a single other linebacker on their team that's worth mentioning in this entire segment. I honestly think that the biggest issue that San Francisco is going to have next year is adjusting to D'Amico Ryans after Sala took off to go play coach at the Jets I just I think they they need to adjust to to what D'Amico Ryans is going to do to that defense because Fred Warner is a huge testament to how Ryans coaches I mean look at look at the numbers that Fred Warner put up and his coach was D'Amico Ryans all pro perennial pro bowler he was just a stud he knows what he's doing in the linebacker room and then being able to take control of this defense i think that the the 49ers just need to take a little bit of a time and just reevaluate their defense and get adjusted to the new scheme that's going to be ran and you would assume that having him on staff previously that he probably learned a lot from robert sala so what I would do is their defensive line when healthy is one of the scariest pass rushing groups in the league. When you have a Nick Bosa, when you have a D four type player, when they're both healthy, they can get after the quarterback. So what I pitch for them is maybe not go after a cornerback with their first overall pick in the first round, but really target guys in the second and the fourth with pick 43, go after a Sean Wade out of a Ohio State, and then you could sit there, probably re-sign Jason Verrett on a decent deal, but then in that fourth round, pick 107. Go after one of the guys who the last two years had the highest grade by pro football focus out of that slot cornerback position and go after an Elijah Molden, who's a legacy as his dad had played in the NFL. So I, I like that, and I do feel like it's almost a common theme right now with every team that you need to you need to stack up your defense. Big big Tug said that too. I mean, I was saying you could put up 40 points and win some games, but, 
I mean, if you can stack up your defense and hold these, because the NFL is getting high powered, high scoring. And if you can stack up your defense and, and make it to where you can win games scoring in the twenties, that, that you're going to win a lot more games. If you stack that defense and you're able to slow down, slow down some of these teams that are just high powered offenses, then you don't have to be a wrecking ball at, at the offensive end to actually win some games. And the 49ers, I mean, if they want to, that would, that would be a great way to go is to just grab, grab some cornerbacks, maybe even, maybe even grab a linebacker to, to put in there. So it's not just one guy making all the tackles as far as your, your second level goes, because like you said, the defensive line, if they stay healthy, we're, it's going to be one of the best in the NFL. Um, but then once you start going back that second and third level, that's where it starts breaking apart. I mean, maybe you can get a little bit, maybe you can get a little bit for Richard Sherman, you know, trade him off because he's a veteran. And I'm sure there's a lot of teams out there that would like to have a veteran he's like a Sherman agent. on the team, you know? So, so use that as some equity to stack your defense with some younger players that have a little bit more potential of stopping the ball than just having to get into a shootout every game. Sherman's a free agent. He doesn't have to play for the Ford. You're going to be getting in for him. The Tory pick is all you're going to get, if anything. So, Adam, on cornerbacks, let me run something by you real quick. Trade prediction. Jimmy G back to the Patriots. Along with pick 12 for Stephon Gilmore and pick 15. Swap picks, swap a corner for a quarterback. And then you're sitting at the 15th pick instead of the 12th. And you can pick up a man's younger quarterback about the same type of agility as Jimmy G. He's a winner. He's, he's a good quarterback. But then you're getting that veteran presence that you desperately, since you're losing out on three cornerbacks already. Yeah, so with that too, isn't that's not a bad idea just because of the fact that you're you're not gonna be you're not gonna be paying that kind of money to a cornerback. So you get rid of Jimmy G, that's twenty-four million dollars right there in that contract that you'd be saving right now if you ended up trading him. So that's a lot of cap space that you can fill other other key positions in too. I mean, maybe give that that young quarterback an offensive lineman because there's there's a lot of good O linemen that are going to be available in, you know, second, third, fourth round. And the Niners have a second and a fourth round pick. They could get, they could get a couple offensive linemen that could jump right into the starting position. And so that's not a, not a bad option. Grab a new quarterback at the 15th pick, grab an offensive lineman at the second round. What, what do they have? The somewhere in the forties, grab an offensive lineman, and and now you've got a little bit more of a stacked defense that people 43. aren't going to be able to bomb it on you every day. 
and and now you you're uh, you're starting from the bottom as far as quarterback goes. But you never know; you could hit gold at a fifteen at a fifteen spot. Here's one thing that that I think that they could still, and there's something that has been thrown out there, and it seems like Kyle Shanahan and Lynch have a fascination with mobile type quarterback. So I'm gonna throw two guys out there. One, you move back, get that capital, and because you're talking about a quarterback for a cornerback, you could actually probably get a little bit more from the Patriots, like a lower round pick. Then you could sit there, maybe pick up a third from them. And then what you do is you flip your second pick on day two and go get a Sam Darnold. They have a big fascination with him. And it's a guy who's never really been put in a position to succeed and hasn't really had those weapons around him. So that could be a really good option for him. Or you go after like a Mitchell Trubisky who never really lived up to the hype either. Because if you look at this, the backup quarterbacks for the 49ers, even when Jimmy Garoppolo has been hurt because he's missed more games than he's played since he has been with the 49ers, I feel like. So if you have these guys that have never really lived up to that potential, the offense that's there and with the defense that's brimming with talent, if you go get a, a Stephon Gilmore, you really set yourself up to, for success with whoever you pick. Or later in the draft, maybe pick up a Kellen Mond and then you maybe go with that Josh Rosen, Nick Mullins that you have on your team currently, but it really opens you up to a bevy of possibilities. They're not pigeonholed on keeping Jimmy G because there are very little dollars that are tied up to him. And then you could sit there with that first round and go after a tackle. You have Mike McGlinchey. So what you do is you go after a Slater at 15 in that. Now you've got your two bookend tackles. You can, off, you can also look at a Dareshaw type player. And now you've got bookend tackles. You've got a quarterback who's on a more, you know, cap-friendly deal than Jimmy Garoppolo would be if he stays on the team the whole year. And you're really just setting yourself up for success. I, I agree with that. Um, and the thing is, too, with the way Shanahan runs his offense, you don't need a gunslinger as a quarterback because he is so run heavy that if you start investing in the line like that and you get that, you get that running game going that they're going to be fine. I mean, cause that's the game that he likes to play. That's why they have, they have that fullback. There's not a lot of teams that have a true fullback on their roster. So, I mean, you, you invest in your offensive line, you get a quarterback who's a little bit more mobile and and then you I think you can make some moves for sure. And the other thing, too, with that big run game, like we've said, you can insert it back here, but they are losing Tevin Coleman in free agency. And you also look at a guy who's made $40 million over the course of three years in a Jarek McKinnon who's given you about 300 yards. So that's a guy that you can cut and not have too much money and dead cap tied into him. And then go get some of these guys that were injury replacements last year for two teams that we've already talked about. 
and that's a Mike Davis and it's a Wayne Gallman where you can put those guys in that 49ers offense. And it's one of those things like people hated and still do the Patriots, those fantasy guys out there, because you never know which running backs going to pop off. And I feel that's the same for the 49ers. You can put insert any running back here, but with those guys, you can get them on relatively inexpensive deals for probably three or $4 million tops. So you're not spending those big dollars. And then you still have Jeff Wilson on the squad. You still have Raheem Moster. Now you've got a three-headed monster. You bring back Kyle Juszczyk, and then you've got that stable. You've got the weapons, and we haven't even touched on George Kittle. The guy is the second best tight end, maybe even the first best, when he's healthy. I mean, we didn't even touch on him. The guy missed 10 games last year. Yeah, I, I go ahead. Big Tug, take it away. Uh, you seem like you had something to go there, there, dirty. So I'm gonna let you ramble on about that. Um, oh no, uh, Coach Red just me. got me pumped up about the George Kittle thing. The fact that we didn't bring him up because he is one of those players in the league that can change a game by himself. Like, I mean, just having a great tight end like that. I mean, quarterbacks they don't have to be they don't have to be a Pro Bowl quarterback to make big moves when they have a tight end that's a pro bowl tight end. Like you've got a guy like that, then he is your safety valve. You've got a solid running game and a solid tight end in this league. You're going to do pretty well. And that's the thing. Like Kittle is, if Kittle's healthy throughout the season, I don't feel like it matters who's under center necessarily, but if they've got a George Kittle to throw to, they're going to have a good season, like bottom line, because he's going to catch a thousand yards. And in talking about guys that were hurt last year, you really looked as Kittle as that guy that is punishing when he has the ball in his hands. There's another guy on that team who didn't get much play last year because of injury, and that's a Debo Samuel. The guy is also one of those matchup nightmares that is a great yard after the catch guy. And one guy that we haven't even really touched on much either is Brandon Ayuk, the guy that they picked at the tail end of the first round last year. He ended up leading their team in receivings. It, over the course of seven games, he had five touchdowns and had two rushing touchdowns. With that offense, you could sit there, you could do those fly sweeps with Debo, but you've got two extremely tough-nosed guys when they get the ball in their hand in Debo and Kittle. But Brandon Ayuk gives you that that speed element that's going to be that shifty guy. You never know what you're going to get. It's like a box of chocolates with them. You never know what you're going to get. And I mean, luckily for the 49ers, they have one of the best front offices in the league. I mean, picking up guys like that, they they're, they're good at drafting. And that's the thing. It doesn't matter where they're drafting at. They're going to, they're going to make good picks and they're going to find guys that fit into the system that Shanahan wants to run. So, I mean, if they can, if they can figure that out and get a couple good draft picks. And like you said, I mean, as much as Jimmy G was supposed to be the future quarterback for them, if they can get, if they can get some good picks, they can get, 
they can get that cornerback position filled. They're they're going to be a competitor next year, I think. Dirty, tell me how you feel about this. You mentioned the front office with John Lynch and how they love their fullback game with Kyle Juszczyk. How would you feel if John Lynch gave Mike Allstott a call and see if he wants to come out of retirement and just be that hard-nosed goal line runner that they're in desperate need of at this point? All right. I, I, I like that idea. I think we I think we pursue that. I think we bring back Mike Allstott. And then if we're going to go ahead and go hard-nosed, then we try to convince Jerome Bettis to come out of retirement as well and just get those brick houses in the backfield. And, I mean, Jerome Bettis has got to be pushing 300 pounds at this point, so no one's going to stop him. It's going to be like the fridge running the ball. If they get it within the 10-yard line, they're scoring. Believe that. <laughs> and, you know, maybe maybe we talked about the defensive line a little bit. The exterior is great. Maybe a, maybe a target, Warren Sapp. <laughs> Warren Sapp, bring him back. Simeon Rice, let's go. Let's bring back the 2000 bucks in in 2021 and let's put those 40 year old guys out there with those schemes and see what they can do. Yeah, and if we if we're bringing people out of retirement and we're looking for quarterbacks, we might as well try to talk Kellen Moore out of being the old co- offensive guy at Dallas and we'll put him at quarterback and then we'll just have a stack team right there. <laughs> Long shot here. What if John Lynch can talk Andrew Luck out of coming out of retirement? Ooh, I, I like that because bring him back to that Ivy League, (laughs) Ivy League school right there, Stanford. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so obviously we were joking around about those other guys coming out of retirement, but the fact that you bring that up is an actual possibility. Like if anyone could come out of retirement, I think they could, they could pull Andrew Luck. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you could sign him. It it could be like a, like a Peyton Manning kind of thing, like bring in this stud of a quarterback and bring him in to run the show for sign him for a two year contract, put a bunch of weapons around him protect him but if that's the case you're gonna have to definitely invest in the offensive line but bring andrew luck i i would gladly have andrew yeah. luck as my quarterback i mean you'd be you'd be sending picks over to the colts because i think they still have the rights to him uh but with their recent trade for carson Wentz, they're in dire need for some picks anyway so i mean get the ball rolling if, if we just predicted and, I mean, that you and could this even, actually it, happens, I'm going to freak out. Believe that. Like, if Andrew Luck comes and plays for the 49ers, I'm taking you guys out to a steak dinner, and you better believe that. We're getting porterhouse. And, and, <laughs> and I mean, the, the, the thing that's not too crazy about this is you could actually put together a package that is – fairly similar to what the Colts just gave up for Carson Wentz. 
you could throw in, you know, maybe a fifth and a sixth round pick this year, do a pick where based off of performance that you could sit there and you could give your next year second that could roll into a first plate based on playing time incentives. And I know that we're getting a little off base and going with the retirement guys, but the guys that they do have coming back are, it's a good core. And we talked about Fred Warner. The guy is an absolute stud. He's an all pro type of player. And like you've got Jimmy Ward, your defensive line is great. I think they just are a couple pieces away from being a team that can be extremely scary in today's landscape of the NFL. And, and, and that's the thing too. I mean, 49ers are my team. Bengals are big tugs team. And unfortunately both of our teams were probably the most riddled with injuries this year, as far as like our key players go. And it really just, I mean, put both of those teams in the dumpster. They were both dumpster fires this year because of the fact that they lost so many key players and and it just went downhill. But luckily, um, it gave us a little bit of draft stock so we can actually kind of get back into it a little bit. I mean, touching on injuries alone, the 49ers – injury is essentially a, a good chunk of a Pro Bowl roster. E. Ford, Richard Sherman, Nick Bosa, George Kittle, Jimmy G, Jaquiski Tart. I mean, you're looking at Debo. I mean, a bunch of players that are going to be and have been Pro Bowlers. And, you know, when you're missing five, six of those guys out of your 22 starters, that's that's going to take a huge toll on team. I, I completely agree with that. Um, so that pretty much, as far as what I have to say, wraps it up. And it, I, I feel like that probably touched all the bases with what you guys wanted to talk about as far as the 49ers go. Um, so unless you guys have any final thoughts, I think we'll probably wrap up this episode. Um, you guys got any 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 final any final things to say? All right, looks like looks like you guys are calling it. So uh, thank you, everyone. Biggest for, chance uh, to go from to, middle of the pack. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this uh, episode of Fix Your Franchise. Um, 49ers, I miss you guys being the 49ers that you used to be. So uh, John Lynch, maybe you should uh, tune into this episode, figure out your franchise, and we'll go ahead and make it a winning season this year and be competitive again. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Peace. Fire!